So excited to be here as your host on Lift Your Spirits Radio, which comes to you every Friday. You're listening to my amazing son, musician Dean Foster, who's attending college, uh, Berkeley College of Music in Boston. And my name's Kassard Lee. And after overcoming health challenges naturally, I now provide valuable health options so you can make the best choices for your life. My background is in herbology, naturopathy, psychology, energy work, and meditation. And you can learn more about me and what I do at truehealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. And thank you so much for joining me today. Today, we are fortunate to have a friend of mine, Carol Wiedemann. And Carol is a music therapist, musician, meditation practitioner, and teacher in Vancouver, BC. Welcome, Carol. Thank you, Kasara. So happy to have you here. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, please. Well, as you said, I am a music therapist and a musician, meditation teacher. Uh, I've been a music therapist for almost 20 years now. I can't believe that. Um, And it's an amazing profession because it's allowed me to work with clients who have been all the way from pre-birth to my oldest client was 110 years old. Wow. So it's really allowed me to work uh, across the age span with people of all different abilities uh, in various different situations. So it's really been amazing. I find music really opens those doors to meeting people that I would never have met otherwise. Nice, nice. So how did you get into music therapy? Uh, I started out in music. I did a degree in music. Um, I live in Vancouver, BC right now in Canada. And um, I originally studied music and I just wasn't sure what I wanted to do with music. Uh, I'm a singer primarily and looked at different options. And meanwhile, I was always always reading books about psychology. I was always interested in what makes people function the way they do, what, what are people's motivation. I was always so curious about human behavior. So when I found out that there was a profession that actually put music and human behavior together, I was sold. I was really excited about that. So then I did an undergraduate degree in music therapy. That's great. So where did you go to school? Um, I did a music degree at the University of Calgary in Alberta, Canada. And then I did um, the music therapy degree in here in Vancouver. Cool. So, and, and music uh, therapy programs, there's, I mean, I know they have them around, but they're kind of, uh, it's not like, I mean, there's special schools that, for that though, right? I think some schools are better than others, right? Oh, I'm sure people would have opinions, <laughs> but you do have to do a specialized training. You can start out with general, at least the program I took, you started out with generalized music and it's, it's about the first two years of a music degree, basically, as well as a lot of entry-level psychology courses. Mm-hmm. And then you go into a specialized music therapy program. So you do have to study specifically music therapy. And then you do um, a thousand hours of an internship after that degree. Um, and you have to be do a certification exam. And I think that's consistent between Canada and the US. You have to do a certification exam to be a certified music therapist. Right. I remember when I got my master's and it seemed like there were all the therapists, music therapists were in there with us, but then they had to go do all this other extra work. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it was crazy. It was like a lot more work. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, how do people get a hold of you, Carol, if they wanted to learn more about music therapy? 
Well, there's, there's definitely some really good sites to get a hold of information about music therapy. There is a Canadian Association of Music Therapy um, that is online, and they're really good. It's musictherapy.ca. Okay. And there's also an American Music Therapy Association, which is musictherapy.org. And then each state and province have their own associations. If you were looking for trying to find a music therapist in your area, um, for example, the Washington Association is musictherapywa.org. So there's some really great websites. Um, and then if you wanted to get a hold of me, if you had more questions today about what I do specifically, uh, you can email me. And I am at music at yahoo.ca. Wonderful, wonderful. So, so tell us about what you do as a therapist when you go and help uh, clients. How does that look like? Well, it really depends what situation I'm going into and um, who I'm working with. Right now, um, I work primarily at a pediatrics hospital, and I also work at a women's hospital in the neonatal intensive care unit. That's a new program for me. Um, and then I also work with families in uh, what they call the downtown east side of Vancouver, um, which is a drop-in center for families. Uh, so it's, it's a real diversity, and yet they all overlap. Music's always the connection with people. So if I'm working, for example, in the neonatal intensive care unit, I'm working with really fragile infants and their families. So what I'm doing is very specific. I actually had to get extra specialized training to do to work in a NICU. Um, there's two programs in the US, one at Florida State University and one at the Louis Armstrong Institute in New York. Mm -hmm. And those are the only two programs in North America right now that will train you to work specifically in a NICU. So it's really quite exciting. So I'm doing really gentle singing and guitar playing, um, working, connecting with music that is specific to families and, and what music they connect to, um, but making sure I'm not overwhelming these really fragile infants. And at the same time, you know, lullabies have been a part of every culture of the world since the beginning of time. We've always sung to our babies. Uh, I think it's very intrinsic and it, babies are so responsive to it. Mm -hmm. So finding out how to bring that into the ne neonatal intensive care environment babies are in incubators or they're easily overwhelmed it's it's really powerful to empower families to have that again and to be able to sing to their babies okay you're listening to Trout with Kassar and Alina on Lift Your Spirits Radio stay tuned and we'll be right back with Carol Wiedemann on Music Therapy Lift 
to your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small, unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Langley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs, and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Mark your calendars for the 2022 Northwest Green Home Tour on two Saturdays, May 7th and 14th. The tour is a free hybrid tour, a mix of virtual and live sites. This is a free opportunity to see firsthand the many ways that environmentally conscious design and construction can benefit not only the planet as a whole, but your local community, your family, and you. This year's tour features green building approaches that can put more money in your pocket by lowering your energy costs or even eliminating them altogether. They will show you remodels, new builds, backyard cottages, single-family residences, co-housing, and condos. The homes on the tour boast a variety of green building certifications, passive house, build green, and net zero. To RSVP for your free tickets, visit nwgreenhometour.org for the schedule and more details. That's nwgreenhometour.org. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. My guitar. She told me how to bass line and everything will be all right. She told me that the groove is mine. Thank you for joining us this morning. You're listening to True Health with Gassara Deline on Live Your Spirits Radio. And today we're talking with Carol Wiedemann about music therapy. So you are a musician. Tell me how, you, I want to know how you got into music. How did that Oh, I think I've always been into music ever since a kid. I was a kid, you know, walking down the street, singing along to whatever was in my head. Um, and when I got out of high school, I went to study music. So I think I've always, always loved music. And singing is my first instrument. And then I started learning how to play guitar, bit of piano, bit of other instruments. But um, and I just love how music connects people. I mean, I've been in so many interesting situations, met so many amazing people that I never would have met if it wasn't for music. I just think music is such a great connector for people. There's always something that you can find in common with music. That's great. So um, you are going to perform for us today, right? I'm I hoping. am. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so sure. excited. I'd love to. <laughs> so what, so um, when you, I'm curious, I want to know how it works when you're with um clients like because I you know for me it's I'm all talk right it's not I don't do music so what does that look like I mean how do you introduce that and and um, how do people respond when they 
um, when you play music and well, I think um, there's different ways, you know, music is is like the toolbox that I bring to work on various goals with people. So anything that's music related. So we might be talking about music like we are right now. Um, we might be um, finding ways to make people. I, my favorite thing is is how to make people a part of the music whether it's singing, whether it's people setting people up to play instruments that they don't even have to know how to play. It's making music really accessible and then setting up ways that are really easy for people to play together. So, um, you know, it can be using all different kinds of instruments. It might be having guitars that are open tuned so that you don't have to make chords. It might be giving people percussion instruments or getting somebody on like one of my favorite things is at the the BC Children's Hospital we have a studio where we have an electronic drum kit mm -hmm. so so already just having a child be motivated to get out of the room and come down to the studio is already might be a goal maybe this is a child who's really really having trouble kind of mobilizing they're afraid to get out of bed they're afraid to get moving so i might be collaborating with physiotherapy for example and they're saying we really need to get them mobilizing so that they can go home they need to be out of their room they need to be walking a bit and this you know child is really has just had surgery they don't really want to do anything and you start telling them about this music studio that they can explore and and then you get them going down the hallway you get them coming in then you get them you know using sticks and reaching for the drums and making really loud sounds and maybe i'm playing a song along with them and we're already engaged in the music they're having a great time and they're moving so that's that's an example of how music therapy just intrinsically it feels very natural it should feel very natural to right be part of the music so do you pick do you have songs in mind when you meet people or do you let them choose or how does that work oh definitely if if people have music a style of music they like or songs that they like we'll use that we'll use improvised music a lot of times where we're just creating our own music um, but I definitely love to to bring in whatever is more natural for the people I'm working with. Mm -hmm. So it means I have to learn a little bit of all different kinds of styles of music as much as I can. And if it's beyond my scope, then I'm bringing in recorded music, um, you know, knowing where to find all these different kinds of music and even, you know, encouraging people if they already play some music for them to be playing and for me to support their creative expression. Right. So I want to hear a song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to tell us about this song? Sure. Um, let's see. Uh, I wanted to play a song that lately I've been playing quite a bit, um, especially in the neonatal intensive care unit. Uh -huh. um, it's a song by Pink called Cover Me in Sunshine. Oh, and wow. I love it. If, if you've ever heard the recording, it's Pink with her daughter. Uh-huh. And they're singing it together. And to me, you know, a lot of the meaning of songs shifts and changes, just like we all have a connection to songs. And to sing this song in the environment of, you know, where really little babies are in the hospital and families are spending their days, their weeks, their months in this hospital environment, you really have to kind of take it one day at a time and you have to find those beautiful moments within the day so a lot of times music will be doing that, you know, I'll go in and I'll be playing songs that have meaning to the families and 
it's it's stimulating the baby it's helping the baby get better but it's also bringing the family together and giving them a moment to just say you know here we are and everything's going to be okay we're going to be okay so to me that's wow. this song is that sounds very powerful it's kind of lovely so let's i'll give you a little bit of that okay great you hear my guitar okay yes I've been dreaming friendly faces. I got so much time to kill. Just imagine people laughing. I know someday we will. Even if it's far away, get me through another day. Cover me in sunshine. Shower me with good times. Tell me that the world's been spinning since the beginning. Everything will be all right. Cover me in sunshine. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, I'm curious when you're, that must be so uh, amazing. I mean, to me, to see the babies and the families and, um, and to feel that energy and that connection and, and experience all that emotion that must be uh, overwhelming at times, I would think. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I mean, it's, it's really, it is beautiful. And I think music gives us such a, a container to put some of those emotions and to yeah. focus some of those feelings um, and then it takes on more meaning you know that you have an emotional connection to a song as we all do and that gets locked in with those emotions and then you hear it again the next time and it kind of brings some of those emotions forward it has more meaning you know it's it's you know a song like this is also about getting through a pandemic and knowing that all the plans that you made are out the window um, you know, and everything maybe is still going to be okay if you look in in nature. You know, it's it's giving you these reminders that we need sometimes that other things are possible. So music is amazing that way. And then imagine, you know, years later when this baby is home with the family and growing up, and you hear that song again, and it would bring back all those memories of what it was like at the very beginning for them. So it's it's music just continues to have this meaning as it flows through our lives. Um, it's it's pretty magical. That's great. Yeah, I remember um, my mother's uh, husband um, passed this last summer, and uh, he was ninety five. And uh, Dean was very insistent about taking his piano and everything up there. <laughs> we had to set it all up uh, before he was transitioning, and it was just a beautiful moment. Um, uh, my mother was so appreciative to have the music and and to make it, you know, in, into this beautiful ceremony uh, for him and for her. And uh, it was a beautiful time. So I still remember that. Wow. So it was really powerful. Yeah. And the, the fact that Dean was so insistent on it was, <laughs> you know, he really tapped into that, right? <laughs> so, well, you know, I mean, hearing, we, we kind of take it for granted, but hearing is the first sense we develop. That, that's the most developed when we're first born. Uh, is our hearing. And mm -hmm. then it's also the last sense that we lose before we die is our hearing. Wow. 
So it's pretty, you know, we just can tune to it so naturally. We don't often think about these things and yet mm -hmm. it's so powerful. So exactly what, what you were all tuning into to be there with somebody, you know, they're still hearing and they're still connecting through the music. Yeah, that's great. So um, uh, let's see. I wanted to ask you, um, well, you were going to play, can you play another song? <laughs> another song, huh? <laughs> um, I probably could. I'd have to think so, about something here. Um, yeah, I'm curious how you pick songs. Maybe that we should talk about that. Oh, pick songs. Well, how do you how do you decide? I mean, there's so many songs. There's so many songs, and then I never feel like I know enough songs because there's always more songs. Oh really? <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm often so I'm asking people what they what kind of music they like, of course. Um, so that gives me some avenues. I might if I'm working with kids, I'm also thinking about okay, how old are they? So what might sort of be some typical songs in that age group, but you never know. I had, I had a four-year-old the other day ask me for ACDC. Yes. Gosh, that's hysterical. Back. Back so, so did you play it? I, I did not. It's a little bit out of my scope. Hysterical. <laughs> but you know what? We sure called it up on, on YouTube. And we oh, that's awesome. It. That's and we had a dance party in the room. It was hilarious. And that's, wow. you know, so it was really empowering him to pick the music to, you know, I'm sure. And, and it changes the environment, you know, people are walking yeah. by and they're hearing this music coming out of a room and then they're looking in and it's a dance party, you know, <laughs> and mom was dancing and this little baby was totally taking it in. And this four-year-old was going to town and we just had this party right in the middle of things not being so great, you know? Right. I will jump in here. There's some great parents though, keeping uh, some hard rock alive. <laughs> I need to support that. Love it. Kudos. Thanks, Betty. Right? <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. Oh my gosh. Right? Because everybody's an expert in music. I always of like course. to say that. Yes. You know, everybody it, knows what they like to hear right from the beginning. You'll have, yeah. I'll have babies that are not happy with some of the things I play and then I really? know I need to change it. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious about that. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I think everybody kind of has their own soundtrack for their life, right? Totally. And uh, so so you said you work with uh, neonatal. Um, uh, can you talk about the babies? And you said you play music and sometimes they don't like it. What? What's well, that like? I mean, different responses to music. I'll definitely can tell if a baby is getting overstimulated if I'm doing too much. So, okay. uh, but singing, so I'll always just start with singing. And then if I feel like they're stable enough, then I might introduce the guitar, but it's another layer of stimulation. You don't think about that. And if you're, if you're touching them, if you're holding them, that's a layer of stimulation. If you're moving at all, that's stimulation. So, you know, usually we just automatically pick up a baby and start rocking and start talking. And these are all different layers. So I'm very um, conscientious of these layers of stimulation and what I'm adding or what I'm not adding. It's really important. So, um, but even with when parents are asking me, you know, what should I, what kind of music should I play for my baby if I'm just playing some music in the room? And I always say, well, what kind of music were you listening to when the baby was in the womb? Uh -huh. That's going to be a familiar sound to them because we're, you know, 20, 24 to 26 weeks in utero, baby is already hearing sounds from outside the womb and starting to have some preferences for what is familiar. So right. 
if you know if they were hearing let's say you know there was a steady diet of acdc and such maybe that's what benny was raised on <laughs> um that's going to be familiar so that's going to be that music's going to be really calming it doesn't matter what it is that familiar sound is calming and then whatever is new is going to be more stimulating for these okay. babies so Great. it's an interesting strategy you're listening to true health with cassar delina and lift your spirits radio and we'll be speaking with carol moore on music therapy right after this short respite Our Energy Matters Tip of the Week with Dina Marie. Remember when your parents said you're grounded? That's the tip of the week. <laughs> I think it's a great prescription. I remember when I was raising my kids that I was always going, I was always doing, and I never had my feet on the ground. So as I learned the chakra work, I have been working on my root chakra, that's the base chakra, for pretty much all of my adult life. And that just means not only stopping, that was last week's prescription, but also putting your feet on the earth, being outside, hugging a tree. I know that sounds silly these days, but it's so important. It's almost essential to be on the earth. And so my newest prescription is when I take a walk, I bring a little throw, a little blanket, and I sit on the earth and I lay down and I look up. I might do some yoga poses, but the most important thing is grounding, stopping and connecting with mother earth taking some time to breathe. That's our Energy Matters Tip of the Week with Dina Marie. Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kasara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit truehealth.com. That's T-R-U health.com and schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. So are you ready to have a major breakthrough in your life? Marla Williams, a certified life coach and TLT practitioner, transforms lives, moving her clients from apathy to happiness, from stress to balance, from uncertainty to total confidence and more. Marla will help you identify the one breakthrough point you can change to live life in more harmony with your true self. It is life-changing. Sign up for a complimentary session at MarlaWilliams.net and experience the magic of moving from stuckness into a life you love. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. And the sound that takes me far—it's like a special song. I can move my mood along, but I cannot.
Welcome back. You're listening to True Health by Casardolina on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And we have music therapist Carol Wiedemann here with us. I'm so excited that she's here. I love listening to her play. So, um, so if someone wants to hire a music therapist, what do they do? Um, I think that the easiest way is, is going to um, the associations. There's a Canadian Association of Music Therapy. There's an American Association of Music Therapy. And they usually have a list of music therapists that are, are accredited. Um, and that is a good way to start. You really want to make sure that somebody who says they're a music therapist do have the credentials that they've right done a at least minimum an undergraduate degree in music therapy and they are um, a certified music therapist you want to really make sure because just like a lot of other professions they need to be regulated so right that, you know everybody is above board it's it's a whole range you know um it's usually worked out with Sometimes you find a music therapist in the place that you're going to. If you're going to a hospital of some sort or long-term care or something, you can say, hey, do you have a music therapist? I would love to have those services. Um, if your place that you're going to doesn't have them, maybe you should be asking for it because that is a way that music therapy has gotten into a lot of places is by families, patients, um, advocating for what they want and saying this is a service that we want so uh, that is also a way that that happens quite often so what what i know if you're going to the hospital is probably included in your car in whatever you're doing I'm, I'm assuming but if somebody wanted to hire one is that something people do they hire them directly i mean is there a yeah definitely there is also people in private practice and then they have a whole way that you can hire them um, there's quite a few and some people, you know, during the pandemic, I think a lot more music therapists figured out how to work online, mm -hmm. which is a really interesting situation. It creates very different scenarios, um, but you're also accessing a music therapist, you know, maybe not in your community, which is really exciting. And people that are in a little bit more remote communities have been able to access music therapy online for themselves or for their family. Um, and that is really exciting. Great. So you're you're gonna play another song for us, right? Sure. I'd, <laughs> I would love to. I'm That's gonna, great. I'm gonna. What am I gonna do this time? Um, maybe I will. I'm just gonna tell you a little bit more since we started out in the NICU, um, just about what it what it maybe feels like or sounds like to have that music for very little ones. Hopefully, you can hear my guitar. Yes, I can. Yeah, it's beautiful. Right? You know and. It's about personalizing something and making it really accessible. So, I mean, almost anybody, even if, you know, English isn't their first language and I'm speaking English, um, if most people know the song, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Yes. But I love to take that song and put the baby's name in it. So Aww. let's, yeah. So let's say we had, a Kasara is our little baby that we're singing to. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love singing. Kasara, Kasara, little star, how I wonder who you are. And then I'm just responding to the baby's cues. If the baby then is looking at me, 
Um, and then I might, you know, just sing their name. I might be singing, Kasara. And then they're looking, and I'm waiting for their responses. So it becomes almost a conversation. I start with maybe a song, but then I'm, I'm figuring out how to interact and engage, and I'm talking to the parents, and I'm looking for those cues from the infant so that they really feel heard and acknowledged. And then, you know, we're going back and forth with the song. And, wow. and I might be doing this too, where I'm just playing and I'm talking to the family, and then we're going back into it, and we're weaving it all together, you know? Or I might switch into another song. I might sing, catch a falling star and put it in your pocket. Save it for a rainy day. Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket. Never let it fade away. Cause love may come and tap you on the shoulder one rainy day. When you know you really want to hold her, you'll have a pocket full of starlight. And then he might go back right into Twinkle Twinkle, save it for a rainy day. <laughs> you can just go on and on. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, what if people don't have access to a music therapist? What are some things they can do to bring music into their lives to help? You know? It's an amazing tool. Like, like I said earlier, we're all experts in knowing what we like to hear and what we don't. And also, I think it's important to also pay attention to how the music we listen to, or even our sound environment, how that has an effect on us. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I notice sometimes when I go through, when I'm going through a tough challenge, and I listen, if I'm sad, let's say, and I listen to a sad song, it's almost like, you know, when I when I was working as a therapist, you know, you're 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 showing that empathy and that connection and helping them find that sad space, and then they can let it go. And the music seems to do the same thing. You'd think listening to a sad song would make you feel sadder, but it, for some reason, it, it gives you that connection, right, and lets you find that. Uh, feeling within, within yourself so that you can then let it go. Definitely. And, yeah. and yeah, absolutely. I think that's why there are so many sad songs. <laughs> <laughs> because we really like to feel heard and understood. Yeah. Here's something that matches how we feel. And then music kind of can amplify those feelings and provide a container for those feelings. I think the challenging thing is also to know when it's time to turn that sad song off. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So knowing, you know, when you need those supportive songs and how yeah. is the music you're listening to affecting you, is it just amplifying a state of being that you may or may not want to be in for a long time? Right. You can also know when it's time to switch it up, when to be motivated. You know, I was doing some some studying recently and I had to make a playlist for myself that was about staying motivated. Uh -huh. and, you know, I made sure it wasn't too long, so I wasn't wasting too much time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it really got me motivated. I had some really fun songs for me that really got me motivated and got me back into it again. You know, if it gets you up and moving your body, especially people that are working from home these days and spending a lot of time at home, use music to get you up and moving in your space. Um, and then you can use music to help you focus and calm down, help you go to sleep, 
help you wake up in the morning, get going. Um, yeah, there's so much music out there. So I think really finding the music that fits for you. And, and if you feel like you're kind of stuck in a certain mood, see if you can find some music to help you get out of it. Yeah, that's great. I find that for myself, it's like, okay, I, I'm going to have a pity party right now. And I'm going to listen to my sad music for 10 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> and then yeah. I'm going to turn it off and put on something. <laughs> it's got, it can have a time limit. That's right. Yeah, so don't put that sad feeling on repeat or you're going to be in the depths of despair for too long. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, uh, I wanted to know, um, let's see. So, on your on um, you you do you do other things besides music therapy though right you teach classes, I do. Uh, I also study meditation and meditation. Uh, yes, I've been studying with a group called the Training and Power Academy for quite a long time because I mean you know as working in therapy it can get really intense and yes. so if I'm working with everybody else's really intense feelings and I'm supporting that I also have to make sure that I'm I'm taking care of myself. So meditation has been really a lifeline for me. There's no way I could still be doing this kind of intensive therapy for others if I wasn't taking care of myself. So yeah, meditation has really taught me how not to take on what's going on for other people, to really allow people their process and to make sure I'm taking care of myself. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, I agree with that. So uh, you're listening to True Health with Sardalina on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Stay tuned and we'll be right back with more from Carol Wiedemann on Music Therapy. Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small, unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Lingley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs, and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Mark your calendars for the 2022 Northwest Green Home Tour on two Saturdays, May 7th and 14th. The tour is a free hybrid tour, a mix of virtual and live sites. This is a free opportunity to see firsthand the many ways that environmentally conscious design and construction can benefit not only the planet as a whole, but your local community, your family, and you. This year's tour features green building approaches that can put more money in your pocket by lowering your energy costs or even eliminating them altogether. They will show you remodels, new builds, backyard cottages, single-family residences, co-housing, and condos. The homes on the tour boast a variety of green building certifications, passive house, build green, and net zero. 
to RSVP for your free tickets, visit nwgreenhometour.org for the schedule and more details. That's nwgreenhometour.org. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. It's like a special song I move my mood along But I cannot say you'll hear through my guitar She told me out of bass line you're listening to True Health with Kassar Delene on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And we are back uh, talking with Carol Wiedemann about music therapy. And I've learned a lot. It's wonderful, all the work that you do. Really amazing. Um, so how can, uh, how can parents work with music and their kids? How would, is that something they could bring in to help raise their kids? <laughs> oh, I think music is fantastic with, with kids and with families. I think it's a great way to... Um, number one, just create some really quality family moments. You know, there's nothing better than a dance party in the kitchen when maybe you're going through a little bit of stressful times or you're trying to make dinner and the kids are, you know, all, you know, engaged. It's even, you know, these days too, to get kids off their devices, mm -hmm. it's like put some music on instead. You create an environment that you want to have in your home where you're listening to the music and that's creating the environment. Um, like I said, a dance party, you can have specific music. If you have little little ones, using music to create associations with certain activities, like maybe it's bath time and you have a bath time song. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know? and, then, and then they know, they hear that music, it's time to jump in the bath. Or, um, you know, the music that you're, the lullabies that you choose to sing to them to go to sleep. It's way yeah. better for you to sing to your kids, even when you, you know, you don't think you're much of a singer. If you've got babies, they will love hearing you sing. So I always tell parents, do it while you can. You know, at some point, they're not going to want to hear you. It doesn't matter how good you are. <laughs> so when they're little, sing to them because uh... they love your voice. And that's how they're learning to communicate. And you're so much more responsive when you're singing to your baby than if you're putting on music that you think sounds professional, but it's not right. with your baby. It's not teaching them how to communicate. So, um, and then there's also things like meal times. You know, having a song that you sing that has to do with eating, um, or has to do with like we're gonna go out the door. Like Wheels on the Bus, I think, is a song <laughs> that I've used so one. many times because <laughs> it's all about going somewhere, doing something. So. Yeah. And Anybody and anything on that bus, I'm telling you, you can make up a lot of verses to wheels on the bus. So, Benny, did you sing to your kids? Uh, you know, I actually I'm not a huge singer, but I DJ, so I uh -huh. would play records in the background for them, and I'm constantly oh, having right music on. on at home anyway. So, yeah, I wish I could. I mean, I guess I can hum along too. And everyone says they can karaoke, right? But I don't think they want to hear my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know when dean was little i um I, I wrote a little song for him so i would i would sing that to him all the time and he still wants me to sing it to him once in a while it's kind of cute but Let's see that's cute that's adorable i yeah, read i read cute. a lot though i still read a lot to the boys and they're 11 i have twins and so uh -huh. we still have a moment like you know need to unwind the day and just we both sit we all both we all three sit on the couch <laughs> well one will jump away and we'll go back and you know they kind of like tag team uh, uh, and then you know, they'll just kind of snuggle up and just they enjoy that reading, you know, that reading time. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that's great. That's great. Now, you said your oldest client, Carol, was 110. So tell us about that. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, I've, I've also worked in long-term care, um, especially with uh, elders with dementia. Um, mm -hmm. And I had a client who was 110 and, you know, she really, they sent me to go and see her because she really didn't want to have anybody in her room. She would really get agitated um, with people coming in the room. And then somebody found out that she used to be a harpist. Oh my gosh. Um, with the symphony orchestra. So she wow. really had a connection to music. Um, and so I went in and just started talking to her about music. And I guess the staff had been trying to get her to play this harp that somebody had brought in for her. And she would get really agitated and upset and, and so I kind of uncovered, you know, I said, well, what about that harp? Do you ever play that anymore? And she said, oh, that old tin can, that, you know. So she was really thought that that wasn't a very quality instrument that somebody oh, had brought. Wow. So really, we just, I would go in there, we'd talk about music. I would just play songs that she remembered. And she would tell me stories about, you know, how she used to play. And music just became our way of building a relationship. And, you know, just really respecting where she came from and what her experience was. So after we would talk for a while, then I would get her to come out and have a walk with me. And then I would introduce her to other um, people that were there and get her out and sort of help her transition to going out for dinner so she wasn't eating in her room anymore. Um, just helping that social connection. Music is such a great way to connect people. And that's kind of how we used music to connect with her. She was amazing. I learned so much from her just spending time with her. Um, and she would let me in her room, which was, you know, more than most people got. <laughs> it sounds interesting. You know, the stories you've told so far, it sounds like the music really helps people feel safe. That's a, a great way to put it, Kasara. Yeah, I think it really is such an, uh, a low barrier way to connect with people because everybody has that connection with music and you can feel safe in the music and you can I, I guess have a have a feeling of what might be expected of you or what you can tap into you know it mm -hmm. creates that it really builds a, a relationship really quickly I find that I can build a relationship through music faster than I can just talking to somebody or coming by regularly I think the music connects people really quickly when you have that connection so um, it, through emotions through a physical connection to the music mentally even spiritually you know we have such a deep connection to music and sound so it sounds like, um, you know, I mean, I've, I worked as a therapist and, you know, sometimes you run into these difficult clients. They don't want to, you know, I worked with a lot of children and, you know, they're very resistant to things and even couples <laughs> not wanting to share certain things. And it sounds like this music, that music is really able to break a lot of those walls down very quickly for you. And uh, did you find that you have some clients that are more resistant to that or? Oh, definitely. And I think it's, it's a, just about understanding the situation that clients are in, especially in a hospital environment. If, you're, if I'm working with kids in a hospital environment, number one, they've probably lost, or any of any age, you've lost most of the control that you have in your life by being a patient. Yes. And so sometimes using music to give somebody back their control, what kind of music do you wanna hear? 
do you want to play music? So if I'm with a child in the hospital and I'm playing, I've brought in a whole bunch of instruments, they get to explore those instruments. And then they get to maybe there's other people in the room and they get to be the boss. I tell them, do you know, what, what do you think mom should play? And they hand over a xylophone to their mom. And what do you think dad should play? Oh, here's a, a, a drum for dad. And then what, what are you going to play? Well, then, you know, this child keeps all the best instruments for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know, in the bed, they're kind of at the command center and they get to be in charge of the music. And I, you know, might be playing the guitar or the piano and singing too. And we're picking a song. You know, I mentioned Wheels on the Bus. Maybe we're all playing it, but I'm going to allow the child to tell us when we're going to start. I might give the child the, the cues to make us all stop in the middle of the song and figure out that they can control the music. So they get to control the expression. Meanwhile, we're all doing something together that's focused on a really positive experience in the middle of, you know, even, you know, a doctor or a nurse might walk in in the middle of this. And then I say, what instrument should, you know, your nurse play? And then they, they become part of the play. And it's such a, a release for a child. Play is the way that children express themselves. It's the way that they process what's going on for them. So to have that going on in the middle of everything really gives them that personal expression and, and some of that control. Yeah, it sounds very empowering for them, especially, like you said, because they're so helpless. So so that so music is safe, it's empowering I'm like, and connecting. And it's wonderful. I know I, I think about, you know, just I went to the movies last night and the music in the movie is just so captivating and how important it is. And uh, it seems like it should be in more places. <laughs> well, it really tells you in a movie, it tells you how to feel, right? You know, if the right. situation's going to be scary or if it's going to be safe. Right. This is going to be an emotional moment or, you know, it amplifies the feelings of what's going on. So I think I think we can use music more, but I also think it's really good to be conscientious about how you use it. I mean, if you come in and you just have on all the time, true, yeah, be a nice soundtrack, but you're maybe not being as intentional. And even with kids, sometimes when things are getting too stimulating, it's really, really powerful to just turn everything off. That's true. Yeah, I know. I was helping somebody uh, the other day at their house pack up some things to move, and uh, there were some songs on that we'd been listening to. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's like, he just turned it off, and I'm like, why'd you turn it off? And he's like, I couldn't handle that anymore. It was like time for peace and quiet. You know? yeah. So there is yeah. a time for it, and there is a time to to turn it off. <laughs> yeah, just kind of resetting everything too, and and just calming your nervous system. I think we really need sometimes to take in the quiet and, you know, that's where, how we mentioned meditation, just being able to do something quiet as well so that you are just more aware of your environment, of how you're feeling, what's going on around you. And then you're doing everything a little bit more intentionally. I think that's really empowering for people. Um, life gets really fast and we're all, you know, becoming more connected again and getting out into the world. And so the sensory environment can be overwhelming if you're not used to that. The sound of traffic, the sound of people, the sound of crowds, a busy store, the music in the background, you know, these layers of stimulation that we're not used to if we've been spending a lot of time at home. Um, just to pay attention to that and honor your experience and what you need. Maybe you need a little bit more quiet time 
as you integrate back into the world. So we all get to have those choices. Yeah, I find too that, um, you know, I think sometimes people have, like we talked about having that soundtrack for their life, but I noticed that when I start listening to other types of music, it, you know, really expands my awareness because there's certain music maybe I didn't like when I was younger, but now I'm listening to it. And, uh, and I, I go, okay, I'm going to listen to this because I want to hear what's here. I want to hear what information is there for me, you know, even though it's something I may not like, but I've expanded my repertoire, if you will. <laughs> and, um, and it's amazing how, how it helps, I think, for me anyway. I don't know if other people have experienced that as well. I think so. I think, you know, expanding our horizons in different ways. Music is a fantastic way to do that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being able to, it's, it's that metaphor of expanding your horizons or, or opening yourself to new experiences. And music is such a safe way to do that. Listening to new music, asking somebody what is their favorite music and finding out why they're connected to that music might give you a different perspective on it and have Absolutely. you do that. I think that's a great idea, yeah, to talk to your friends and find out what they listen to and share music with people. It's a great way to uh, to connect and learn and expand your horizons, right? Even, <laughs> even across differences, you know, there's so many things that divide people right now. Yeah. I think it's a really important time to connect and sometimes connecting through music that people listen to or connect to can be a fantastic way to connect through those right. differences. Oops. <laughs> great. Well, thank you so much, Carol, for joining me today. And uh, please remind the listeners real quick uh, how they can get a hold of you. Um, they can email me at cwiedmusic at yahoo.ca, or you can find a music therapist by Googling the Canadian Association of Music Therapy or the American Association of Music Therapy, wherever you are, even around the world too. There's associations throughout the world. So you can find a music therapist. That's awesome. Thank you so much today for being with me. It's awesome. You're oh, listening you. to True Health uh, by Kasara on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And this is Kasara. And you can reach me at truehealth.com. That's truhealth.com. Thank you for, so much for joining us this month. And we hope to see you again next month, leaving you with more music from my amazing son, Dean Foster. Suddenly, time has passed. It's gone by too fast Who'd have guessed That we'd end up here But I'm glad you're here Endlessly There's a voice Inside my head That recites The things you always said It's worthwhile
It's all worthwhile to me Oh, it's so clear, can't you see? 